Hello, welcome to the Gunner Chat. I'm John. I'm here with George. Hello. And Jamie. Sup. <laughs> we're here. We're going to be talking about the Arsenal Man United game, which just took place, as well as running through transfer business, the up and coming, and the general doings of the club. So, Arsenal Man United, nil-nil. What are our initial thoughts, guys? Um, given the season that we've had and the season that United have had, I'll take it. We've not lost to them. And we beat them at Old Trafford. So four points out of six. And uh, really is quite an up and down season for us. You know, we're still going unbeaten in the league. Um, we're still picking up points against big teams. Just, yeah, I'll take it. It was, it was a bit disappointing not to get a win, given the chances we had. But also glad we didn't lose, given the chances that they had. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if you took it as... Uh, you know, removing the rest of the season, you know, a, a win away at Old Trafford and a point at home, you you know, you'd probably snap someone's arm off for that, wouldn't you? It's the it's the it's the other results that sort of you know make you a bit more disappointed about not winning, I guess. But um, yeah, uh, four, four points from from two games is good, and um, I I, th- I think I heard that he's the first manager or one of the first managers to win both initial fixtures against United in the league. Um, he definitely would have been the first to win all three. So yes, first, since, uh, first since Herbert Chapman. Is that right? Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So we started off, it wasn't really the team sheet we wanted to see, was it? No, no with um, Tierney still out with his uh, calf injury. I was a bit surprised to see that, I thought, because he was training he'd be back in the team. Sadly, I think the biggest miss today was Saka, um, who must, oh, was it? Um, a sore hip. Sore hip. Heard. So or precautionary. The only problem with precautionary is last time we took a player out for precautions, that was Mari, and we lost him for five games. Mm, he's still injured, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, back out. But with the team we did play, um, as George said, fair result, really. Yeah, because you forget, again, we were without Alba. Um, obviously, you know, again, he's not, you know, lit the Premier League up on fire this season so far. But, you know, to have two goals from him and then to lose him for the next two, three games, it is now. I think it's three now, yeah. The FA Cup fixture. Um, you know, losing two of our strongest attacking players in Saka and Alba well and you know even Martinelli coming off at half time you kind of feel like we still created a lot of good chances and some you know that should have been finished um but yeah it's, it's a tricky one when, when your strongest attackers aren't on the pitch you you can kind of be grateful to come away with the point well and I think that's the thing isn't it looking at the um the sort of updates throughout the week because a few players went off late on against Southampton, didn't they? So, you know, uh, Smith Rowe's fitness was sort of up for debate, wasn't it? Obviously, Alba was missing. Um, but Saka wasn't one we were expecting to be absent, was it? So that was disappointing, uh, particularly with Alba as well, just because he mentioned a few days ago that he was, um, he was coming home. Um, so we haven't really heard any more, have we, about about why he's not about. But um, yeah, and obviously Martinelli going off as well at half time. Uh, I mean, 
I worry about the boys' fitness. I'll be honest. It's when was the last time he completed a full ninety? I mean, I know he's still coming back from what, like nine months out, something like that. So mm-hmm. you know, you've got to give him time. But it's just coming off at half time. It's you know, I don't remember actually seeing him take a, take a knock. I'm not don't know about you two, but I didn't see anything, and then suddenly it's. You know, we greeted to William for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> well, I thought it was only going to be 12 minutes when he went down injured. What was a bit more of a worry. He was down for a while. And who would have come on for him? Probably Maitland-Niles. Oh, yeah. Is he still around? Yeah, he was on the bench. <laughs> for now, anyway. So, yeah, I thought I thought Martinelli looked sprightly in the first half. He had, he had that move where he went past, I think it was Shaw and then someone else, and he he pinged that ball into the box, and it was just just ahead of of Lacazette. Um, yeah, he made a, a few a few good sort of defensive interceptions as well, didn't he? I remember a, a ball in from Pogba that was um, that was teed up really nicely. He just sort of came out of nowhere and cleared it, didn't he? Yeah, he had no right to win that ball. Yeah, yeah. So he was looking sprightly, but yeah, I I can't remember him playing a whole match. So that that is something they're gonna have to look at. And yeah, he's not is. he's not really well, been he's not really been starting recently either, is he? No, no. Um, talking of wingers, Pepe looked better, didn't he? He did. Um, he you know he kind of created problems for uh, the. For the United defence, um, you know, he pushed forward quite well. He had a few good shots after cutting inside. Um, one thing I did wonder, though, obviously, if Martinelli had to come off, you know, we only saw, like, what, 10 minutes of Odegaard. Could we have put uh, Pepe out onto the left where obviously he played really well against Southampton and bring Odegaard onto the right and still have obviously ESR in the middle. And then when we wanted to make that change later to take ESR off, bring William on and switch them around. So Odegaard comes into the middle, William back out to the right. Um, sorry, Pepe back out to the right, William on the left. That is just one thing I... Might maybe might have liked to see, but you know, Edgar's only been in the team for like three days, and he's probably been training in that central role. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not too familiar. Does does he usually play on the wing? Where is he mostly based? Uh, he's so he's not usually on the wing, but he can play there. So he's mainly you know the number ten role. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think it does sort of highlight, you know, I remember sort of four or five years ago, we had so many wingers, didn't we? You know, that was the time when Nabri left because there were like eight wingers in front of him. And now we sort of, we get two wingers injured and it's like, there's no one left, is there? I mean, um, who, who would be in front of Nabri now? <laughs> no one. <laughs> no. No, one that got away, but... That was a tricky one, wasn't it? Because the competition he had in front of him with Sanchez and Oxlade, Walcott, the you know, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I do think just because Williams offered such little depth, depth, we probably do need a bit more sort of in the way of yeah. attacking options up there. 
it's you know again there are times William looked good in the match but then there are other times where you're just thinking come on dudes like the level of experience you've had like the shot for example he kind of he got the ball stuck under his feet and he had space he had time and it was just quite a weak shot um yeah, I it, think one Bazaka blocked it in the end because he had the time to, you know, get into position. Yeah, he. It's just uncertainty, wasn't it? You know, ne- Neville said that on the commentary. It was like, it's just, just no conviction there. You know, if that was Kane or someone like that, his first touch back of the net, isn't it? Yeah. Um, confidence comes with goals. I think. I think you see that a bit from Pepe today, looking looking much more sprightly, as we said. Um, but you know, he's not had any injuries, William, has he? He's had the he's had the whole season. I mean, you know, it sounds it sounds like a bad thing to say, but a William injury might be the best thing for us. Give <laughs> us, you know, we could give Nelson another chance. Although, you know, sod's law, we'll loan Nelson out, and then William will do an ACL or something. So Nelson's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he's not even been making the squad recently, is he? Yeah, and he's not made the squad really for a long time, but he played really well in the Europa uh, mm. fixtures. And I know that, you know, you could always argue, well, it was only, you know, against these like really, really poor teams, but you have to look at it from a perspective of, well, the, the rest of the team also played those really poor teams, and Nelson was one of the standout characters. Yeah, Pepe has been given his extra chances. Willock's had a few extra chances. I mean, admittedly, Willock hasn't had a, a lot either. But Nelson just does not make the squad. And it's it's really disappointing because, you know, it's... I don't want to see him go out on loan because I do think we should be using him. But if we're just not going to use him and continue to put our faith in William, then you can't blame him for wanting to leave. Yeah, and it's funny that it's the of all the sort of wingers and attacking players that are playing, it's the it's the younger ones of the youth players. Um, you know, Saka, Martinelli are, are, are younger than uh, uh, Willock and and Ketia. Um, and Ketia is another one. What do, what do what do we make of him? It's a tricky one. Um, the thing is, we you know we know he's really young. And his time should and may come, or may and should come. But where again, when you've got a, another kid in Balogun waiting in the wings, stalling on a new contract because he wants his shot, it makes you wonder why is so much faith being put into Enketia again? Um, you know, I think I heard the statistic is something like six goals in 32 games from Eddie, two goals in five games from Balogun for the first team. And again, it goes back into the argument of, well, it was in the Europa, the second-rate teams, but does Balogun not deserve his shot in the Premier League or, you know, the cup fixtures, which we're now out of? Is Is he even in the Premier League squad? He would be in the team because of the yeah, uh, under 21s. Right, okay, right, right. 
But I think we use Eddie more because he likes to play a high pressure uh, press game. So I think that's why he gets used a lot more. But then it doesn't seem to be a game we play as a full team. Mm. There's no point of using one player that's going to play a higher press when you've got um, nine players behind him that aren't pressing. I mean, Enketi has the work rate, and I feel like that's why he got a lot of chances, particularly in the summer. But I just, I just don't know if he has that that killer instinct, you know, that that strikers mm. need. And you feel like when Enketi is running at you, you're not going to be scared. Yeah, he's going to ping it off for a throw-in, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, but again, you know, Enketi obviously you can't really give him a rating on today. He barely had two minutes, obviously, with Laka coming off. Um, yeah, you know, if, if Laka didn't go down, he wouldn't have got on the pitch at all. I mean, just looking at the statistics, it was quite a lively game. Thirty-one shots in total. Um, 17 from Arsenal, 14 from United, only only three on target each. Um, so that's a bit poor, but there were there were chances there, but just needed a little bit more, didn't it? Yeah, and again, I think that's when it comes into if we had Albert or or Saka, you feel like we might have had that little bit more, you know, that extra in the tank because. Again, you know, Laka rattling the crossbar, Pepe just just on the outside of the post. Um, that but free kick was that, good, wasn't it? It was good. It was oh, just an inch lower and that would have been in. <laughs> or anyone following it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, De Gea just didn't move. I, he, was, he accepted his fate put it that way if it was in it was in if it stayed out I think he just I think he just took it so quickly that he didn't didn't see it coming did he there's no run up he just sort of just sort of pinged it out of nowhere Mm. and that's why I don't understand why he didn't take the uh, other free kicks Mm. that one from William was terrible what did you make of uh, of United today Uh, it's a tough one um you know, like they again. I don't, I don't think they showed that full killer instinct either. And this is a team that's meant to be fighting for the title this year. I mean, no one saw that coming a few months ago, but they're there. Mm. Um, and given you know the weaknesses we had in our squad today, you know we had no Tierney, no Alba, no Saka. Um, you know, you could argue that we didn't even have our first choice centre backs. You know, there was no Gabriel. I mean, he was on the bench, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. So it's you would have felt that you know it was a good chance for United to take the three points. Saying yeah. that about first choice centre backs, though, David Luiz' quality performance definitely deserved his man of the match. Mm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The uh, fist bump at the end of the first half. When- <laughs> when he uh, put the free kick over the wall. The, ce- the celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah the celebration. The... Absolutely brilliant. Did you I hear... think he was celebrating because he didn't score an own goal more than anything. Did you hear Gary Neville's commentary for that? He was proper ripping into him. He was... <laughs> yeah, so, so, so he deserved man the match just for that. He was solid though, wasn't he? And, and Rob Holdings really held down his position, hasn't he? He's almost the first defender on the team sheet now. Yeah, I mean, not to jinx it, but Rob Holden seems to be the only one that got a contract extension that's living up to it. I mean, no, that's a complete lie. Obviously, Saka has done phenomenal since 
his and also so is Martinelli. But yeah, Rob Holden, definite first choice for me now. So yeah, it's a hundredth game as well, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. and it's taken him a while. Yeah, it must 2015, I think he joined. Five, six years. Well, I mean, un- under Emery, he was he was absolutely smashing it in the back three, and it was it was against United, wasn't it? That game where he got he got taken out and he was out for forever. It took him quite some time to get back into the team. It was only when sort of enough injuries came up that he was really forced to play him. Every time he played him, he seemed to keep a clean sheet or there or thereabouts. Um, That's just it. He's you know he's been patient and he has taken his chance now and that's just it like that's all, all you could ask from him you know um, we've got a fairly good defensive record at the moment I mean we've, we've only conceded two goals in for as long as I can remember yeah second best defence in the league only uh, only City have conceded less you know and given the way we started our season that is a really good turnaround so I mean what what do we make of upcoming fixtures Wolves away next Wolves have not really been at it recently I think one win in ten for them so that's not not too great for them obviously they lost Jimenez playing us last time um, so they've they've gone into the market to buy a striker how, how are we feeling about about that fixture on Tuesday uh, I do think we can win it as I watched their game earlier today and they just did not seem to have any any attacking threat, really. Mm. Of course, I think it was the 70th minute before a shot on target and then Palace went down the other end and scored. And then it just didn't look like they wanted to equalise. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just Wolves can be one of those teams that can be really tough to play against. You know, they can be incredibly physical. You know, if they have got the threat in Triore and is it uh, Neto who's been yeah Pedence well. as well. Uh, but yeah, but like you said, their main goal scoring threat has you know is still out from the last time that they played us. So you know, and again with our form at the moment, I do I really do fancy our chances. I, th- I think if, if there's going to be any sort of top six push, I think Wolves away has to be one. The draw wasn't bad today, but, you know, as, as good as the last results have been, they were mostly winnable fixtures. Um, you know, Le- Villa, Villa away next after Wolves, then Leeds at home. I think I've really got to be taking seven points from those because it's, after that, the fixtures get really tough. It's City, Leicester, West Ham, Liverpool. So Don't forget that's when the Europa starts again. So mm. Benfica twice in the space of a week. So where would you put aspirations for this season? To be honest, from six weeks ago, not six weeks, six games ago, to be in this position would have been my dream to finish in eighth place. When everyone was talking about relegation, what was absolutely laughable. We were never a chance to get relegated. <laughs> Oh, that was such an annoying time to be in that. That was worse than the banter era. Like, no, no, thank you. But yeah, eighth position was a would have been healthy at that point. Uh, to push for sixth now will be tough. Uh, as you said, we've got to get seven points from the next couple of games at least. 
don't forget everyone above us is either two or one game uh, uh, to play more. Yeah. We've played 21 games now. The two yeah. teams directly above us have only played 19. But that's just it. I'm looking at the table now, and if they all win their games, in theory, we could drop to 12. Yeah. Um, um, yes, except Villa and Southampton are playing each other. Well, yeah, I guess they, they can still overtake. Mm. Um, and, and we play Villa game after next. Yes. Yeah, I think I think sixth is the probably the ceiling this season, isn't it, really? Um, it's hard well, to see. Yeah, it's. It, I think it depends on Villa, Everton and Tottenham, their games in hand. Um, I don't think Southampton are going to be a big threat and I don't think Leeds will be either. Um, yeah, I think I think both of those teams, just for the reason that their defending is a bit ropey. I mean, the Southampton game on, when was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? Their, their, their line was so high. I mean, the amount of balls we got in, in behind. Um, I just think it's, it's very hard to really compete for those European places if you can't ever shut teams out. And I mean, you look at Leeds, Leeds' goal con- goals conceded, 35 goals from 19 games. It's... <laughs> Careful, so... we don't want to get cancelled on Twitter before we get a chance to start. <laughs> but it's, you know... They're the highest team with a negative goal difference. All right, so here's the, here's the big question. Can we catch Tottenham? Uh, <laughs> again, it depends on their games in hand. Yeah, it really does. Like, you know, they could be they could be um eight points clear of us, or they could be, you know, only three. Well, you know. Dream, dream is that they remain where they are, but you know I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I mean Kane's out for a month, isn't he? Um, it could happen. I, th- I think that's got to be. I'm the doing goal. air. I'm doing air quotes at the moment for that Kane to be out for a month. I don't believe Mourinho. Uh, Kane will probably be out for two weeks. He's now in a rush to get fit for the um, international games. Are you? Uh, are you saying you don't like Mourinho? Uh, I'm not saying I don't like Mourinho. <laughs> I'm saying I don't like the things that come out of Mourinho's mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> just think, checking. <laughs> just, the, you know, the one that is just throwing the spanner in the works is West Ham are so high up that table right now. It's crazy, isn't it? This, you know, fifth place sitting two points behind Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, Tottenham have to win. So do Everton. They both have to win to go above West Ham. You just hate saying West Ham that way, don't you? I can just hear it. I can hear it. It's just, you know, I feel it's just a shock to see have it. You, have, you, have you noticed how when teams lose to us, that their seasons seem to sort of magically turn round straight away after? Because obviously we, we beat West Ham, didn't we, early on in the season? They played well in mm-hmm. that game and they've, they've pretty much beaten everyone since. We beat United... They've pretty much beaten everyone since. <laughs> we beat Newcastle the other week. They beat Everton away today. Suddenly looking better. <laughs> I mean... It's, like, it's we, the last we, straw, isn't it? <laughs> we beat United and then suddenly it all turned on its heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you've got to say, this definitely up there is one of the more peculiar seasons. 
Oh, yeah. Well, there'll be more twists and turns to come for sure. I think City do look do look clear favourites at the moment. Um, if they win their game in hand, there'll be six points free. Yeah, yep. six clear of United. Um, although Leicester, Leicester have a game in hand as well over United. Yeah, they can move a point clear of United. But I do think it is a Manchester derby for the title. Do we think Liverpool are out of contention now? Hmm. I wouldn't say out of contention at the moment. I think the season itself will be really, you'll see where everyone's going to be after the 30th game. With eight games to go, you'll see a real change in the table. And injuries will be important, especially with all the, the European fixtures. When, when does Europe start again? Is it February? March, I yeah. think. No, February. We're, uh, are we talking about the qualifiers? Or are we talking about uh, cups? We're very well researched here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, are, we, are, we, are we talking about international Euros? Or no, no. Club um, Euros. Champions League, Europa. Oh, so that's February. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, February. And then yeah. internationals is March. Well, Europa's, Europa has to be our, our best shot of Europe, doesn't it? Of, of reaching the, uh, the Champions League. Yeah. Benfica. Yeah, come down to if that game gets uh, rescheduled for a, for a neutral event. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so transfer-wise, what do we think? Do we think there'll be any movement before Tuesday? Um, uh, there's a, I mean, there's a few whispers out there. Um, you know, just what are these whispers, George? Tell us, tell us these whispers. <laughs> it's clear. Well, you know, my sources from the Twitter <laughs> timeline tell me that we're obviously we're going after a left back. Um, Bertrand's name's been mentioned, and then there was some bloke from Marseille on his name but the, the, we've also been linked with Eric Garcia from City he is not willing to sign a new contract mm. I, I think, think I saw he was going somewhere else this morning do we yeah, need it's do, we need another, one, I think. do we need another centre back though I feel like that's the last position at the moment mm. I agree um, but, you know I think come the summer I don't see us renewing Luis's contract. No, no. Um, we've got the likes of Caleb Chambers. I mean, do you really see him have a future at Arsenal? Maybe. He's young enough. I mean, I do think Luis is 34 in April. So you've got to think that'll be his time. Um, surely Mustafi will, will be off. Um, to was... Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, Socrates is gone. Yeah, Mavroponos could be anywhere. <laughs> Nobody. Thank knows God you is. said his name and not me. I did not want to attempt to say that guy's name. Being a Sainsbury somewhere, who knows? Where, um, where is he? <laughs> does anyone know? Yeah. Honestly, he might as well be on furlough from Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, that hurt, George. That hurt. It's him. Yeah. It's him and Gunnosaurus. Yeah. Oh. But, but yeah, obviously it was transfers out. We've cleared a lot of the wage bill. You know, Ozil's gone. Socrates yeah. or Socrates is gone. You know, Saliba out on loan. Um, Kalasanach out on loan. You know, yeah. I, think I tallied it up. It's like three quarters of a million, 600,000, something like that. We've cleared off the books. Mm. But the one that I'm not okay with us constantly cancelling contracts. 
I understand it with Ozil because he has such high wages. No one was going to put a bid in, let alone pay the wages. I mean, Fenerbahce bought him and they can't even afford to pay the wages. <laughs> yeah, they've had to put out yeah. a fundraiser, haven't they? Yeah, for his 65k a week. But so I'm wondering with Mustafi, are we going to sell him? Do, do we know how to sell a player? Because I think the last one we sold was for a transfer fee, at least, was Iwobi, wasn't it? No, there's Martinez. Oh, yeah, of course, Martinez. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there was Mkhitaryan before that, wasn't there? I mean, Roma seemed pretty happy to to buy him or, you know, there are arguments that they didn't have the money, but then they went and shelled 15 on Chris Smalling straight after, so. Yeah, and, you know, same situation, like that was a loan deal. You just wonder, you know, if we've got the, you know, like Edu and such, you know, like I think everyone's well aware that, you know, they're not the most experienced in the game at the moment. So it's if they've got it in them to negotiate these these deals. I don't want to see Mustafi just have his contract cancelled or mm. well, by mutual benefit where we don't have to pay up front. I wouldn't mind that. But in a case where we're paying him to leave. Yeah. Well, is his contract this season expires? Yeah. Well, he'll be gone. I don't think we'll, I don't think we need any centre backs coming in, especially with Saliba coming back. Saliba. Um, is it saliva? It, is it saliva? Saliva. <laughs> Live and learn. Um, yeah, Kalasanach is done. Surely, I mean, the man has no idea how to defend. T and he clearly needs some cover. As as brilliant as he is, he does seem to have some fitness issues that seem to crop up. Um, yeah. As much as he doesn't mind a bit of snow and a bit of cold. <laughs> um, That's probably why he's out. He's probably got a cold. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think El Nenny's got to go. I don't think he's Premier League quality really. No. Uh, and I, my point with El Nenny actually is I think it's kind of highlighted that we need to come to some arrangement with either Gwenduzi or Torreira. One of them I think needs to be back in the squad. Mm. And I know obviously Gwenduzi and Arteta don't exactly see eye to eye. Um, but I think if he can come back from his loan, like a more kind of mature player, I mean, his wife is pregnant now, you know, hopefully that will ground him as well. Mm. Um, I think Gwen Doozy could go on to be a good player for us. I think it's clear Torreira doesn't want to be at Arsenal. Um, he never really settled in London. Yeah, that, that saddens me. It's really sad because we've got two great centre midfield potentials here and they're both out on loan and we're left with El Nenu. But would you, but you're talking about two players that will want first team football. Would you take Partey and Xhaka uh, out of the squad at the moment with the way they're playing together? Well, Partey's undroppable, isn't he? But yeah, Xhaka comes and goes. I didn't, I didn't think Jacko was superb today. He did all right. There, there are a couple of times on the break where he was just a little bit slow getting it out or or didn't get it out at all and, and ended up with the counter being countered. Um, so, you know, I, I think with those sort of two CDM positions, you usually have someone that is a little bit more creative and party's got that a little bit, but he's not going to be a goal scorer 
um you know he's he's more the sort of you know the the engine room isn't he yeah i think you know we definitely need more depth in that area regardless of um you know who who would be dropped we need better backup than elneny um i guess you know the one we keep if we keep any will be kind of you know clear in the summer when we see who starts sniffing around so people have made you know like an interest in both of them psg for guendouzi uh monaco did have an interest in terrera but i think that's died down now um but i'm sure someone else will come along soon do we need a striker obviously alba will be 32 this year is that right i think i think that's all right yeah, yeah. i think a striker is the next big signing for us not only is alba uh coming on to 32 but Lacazette will be I think 30 this year or next year but also yeah. he's out of contract at the end of next season mm. so a choice has got to be made there do we now move him on while his stock is probably quite high given you know the run of form that he's had or do we want to tie him down to a new contract and put some more faith in one of our youngsters I think it all depends where we finish as well this season it's difficult, mm. isn't it? Because he's our—he he is our top scorer by by some way. Next is is Saka and Alba, both on five. I just don't know what my gut says with this one. Like Laka, unfortunately, has never had the you know the goal scoring records like Alba has for us. But then you, you know you can't fault him for the way he stepped up in Alba's absence mm. and the effect he has on the youth players as well. Yeah. He's very well liked. He's very well liked. That's that's yeah. for sure. I think it will come down to the bids if there is one. So I think Atletico have expressed an interest in him before, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. They seem to want all our players. It's always good. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they get them and then they don't play them. <laughs> okay, cool. So we will do we'll do a bit more sort of transfer talk on the the next the next podcast, won't we? Let's finish yeah. up. Predictions for Tuesday. What are we saying? Wolves away. Final scores. 2-0 Arsenal. Yeah, who's on the score sheet? Whoever is actually fit enough to play. <laughs> anyone. <laughs> yeah. anyone. Really there, anyone. Um, oh, this is it. Will we see Alba back? That's well, he's got his brand new boots that he can't wait to play in. So hopefully we'll see him back. Probably okay. Lacazette. Lacazette with both. Okay. George, predictions? Uh, I'm going to go with 3-0. Three nil, three nil away win. Three nil away win. Um, you know, I'm liking a lot of our attacking opportunities at the moment. You know, we've got Smithrow, Laka, Saka. You know, all in great form. Um, I'd like to see Odegaard have a full game potentially or more minutes. But yeah, I think Laka, Saka, and Jacka, 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 Saka, Laka. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say two-one away win. I think they're going to catch us off guard on the break, and uh, we're going to take it late on. That's going to be my prediction. Late on? How late? <laughs> In eighty-fifth minute onwards. Could be. Could be. All right. Well, I think we'll end it there. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. If you were listening, <laughs> if you made it this far, <laughs> congratulations. This is yeah. the first of many. You're very patient. And we will be back with another podcast uh, on Tuesday or around Tuesday. So thanks very much. Mm-hmm.